and welcome to episode 908 of The Sleeper in the Bus. It is Thursday, March 25th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? I am well. We are just two days away from an epic draft Saturday for me. Main event, beat Colin Weatherwax. You're in that one. I can't wait. And uh, that's been what I've uh, been really directing a lot of my extra time to right now is is preparing for that that epic Saturday there. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun for you having what it's back to back, right? Pretty close. Like it's at one and eight. So there'll be like a break in between, mm-hmm. get some food and relax. But I'll be streaming that whole day. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll be putting in putting in that work. Uh, I'm going to spend a lot of time today and tomorrow getting all the, the prep done as far as the sheets and whatnot. So we can get on on sun- Saturday morning and just. Go go go! It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, and you know I got to talk about some players to uh, to avoid to make sure I'm not drafting them on Saturday. That's gonna be our main topic today: high end fades, guys in the top ten at the infield and relief pitcher positions, top twenty five for SPs and outfielders. Got a bit of news to get into first, though, Justin. Let's just well, start right are, there. Are we with- just gonna glance over the fact that not only is this our first league that we're in against each other in I think about four years. We're drafting mm-hmm. right next to each other. The last league we played against each other was Tout Head to Head. Wow, the one that we drafted live? Mm-hmm. I, I from, did, from, I, from the uh like the Yankees minor league affiliate. Yeah. I would just would have assumed that we'd no, been we've in the league together teams, since then. but we have yeah, not yeah, yeah. played against each other. I feel like there should be a and we're drafting next to each other. I'm seven, you're six. I feel like there's a wager that needs really to happen. Like, I'm in. What are we doing? I don't know. Better what? finish? Yeah, I mean, better finish in the league, obviously. But there has to be a bonus if they win it. Mm, yeah. Um, so, like, better finish? Let, let's let's throw it out to the audience. You can tweet at us, uh, at Justin Mason FWFB, are we trying to do like, at uh, Spore. Like, um, like a gag of some sort? Or yeah, I, I think it's got to be a gag. I mean, okay. my, money's money, whatever. Like, no, it's it's got to be something on the podcast. It's got to be a gag of some sort. Um, we'll 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 throw it out to to the listeners. Tweet it at us. Jump in our Discord. If one wins the league, though, too, it's like higher Absolutely, finish. But yeah. then, if they win, it has to amp up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're yeah we're drafting not only drafting against each other, but drafting right next to each other. So I, I miss yeah. playing against you and Mike. It's it's been it's been a long time. It has been, and like I said, I didn't even realize how long it had been. I knew it, you know. I know we've been partnering for a bit, but um, yeah, I mean, drafting right by each other is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to know it's gonna who be to take to kind of yeah. snipe each other. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to ruin your life on, on the very first pick, and mm-hmm. make sure you don't get Trey Turner. Yep. Um, and but you, yeah, hey, you might get lucky if somebody that I love falls, like a like if inexplicably Juan Soto falls, then you get then you get fortunate. Um, it has happened. It's not as outlandish as it seems that Juan Soto could go to six. It's because that first round is so jumbled up that you can go in any order and it's hard to really critique it. So, yeah, we will have great detail on that on Tuesday's show. You can come watch us Saturday. Both of us will be streaming. That's 8 p.m. Central, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. And you'll be on um, you'll be on Twitter streaming through Periscope. And mm-hmm. where else? Yeah, YouTube. Twitch, YouTube. Facebook, pretty much any yes. of my social media platforms. Yeah, anywhere uh, that you want to get them, you can get them. 
I'll be on twitch.tv slash spore. Come through. You can you can dip into both if you want. Mm-hmm. You can pick your fave. I won't tell Justin. Don't worry. No, we, we know who's the favorite is here. It's going to be awesome, though. It's a great league. Obviously, it's the beat Colin Weatherwax, so he's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Alexander's in it. Uh, Walter McMichael's in it. Who else? John Fish. Uh, John Fish. Mm-hmm. Randy Haynes. That's not going to be... Okay. Okay. It's just it's just too difficult. Lucas That's the problem. Geary, with promoting these yeah. Things. I mean, it's 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 a bunch of industry guys on top of some really good just NFBC players. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to not just beating you, but winning the whole league. Um, so, I laugh. I laugh at that. That inaccuracy. That absolute. Utter inaccuracy, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes, and we'll we'll break down the break down the squads on Tuesday, as I mentioned. Now to the news, an update from news on Tuesday about Kirby Yates. It's gotten worse. He's getting TJ. So just closing that loop there because we were kind of open on it, but we were saying t- talking about drafting Romano and Dolis. There is no further clarity. They haven't taken the uh, more definitive news and said, well, now we're going to name somebody. So it is still open as far as, you know, where they want to go. I'm still drafting Romano, but similar to what you did in your draft, if he goes to an obscene price the way he did in your main and Dolis is just chilling out there like, what, 15, 20 rounds later? It was yeah. almost literally 20 rounds, wasn't it? I got him in round 26. Versus seven. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, almost 20 rounds later. I, I, I will take that stab because as much as I like, as much as I like uh, Romano, it fits that mold of like our better reliever can be the fireman. This capable but unspectacular guy can be the closer in Dolis. So do not go all in on Romano and draft him in the seventh freaking round with TJ uh, with TJ Yates. I almost said with Kirby Yates. TJ Yates or wasn't there a football player named TJ Yates or Tyler Yates or some shit? TJ Yates, football quarterback. I'm a genius. Anyway, football quarterback out. Yeah. Yeah, it's as opposed to a soccer quarterback. Yes. <laughs> um, with him being fully out and Romano being the guy that we like, how high are you actually going to push him though? I know you're not going to go round seven, but where would you where would you get in on the Romano? Um, where where's comfortable for you now that there's a six month runway for him to at least grab that job and hold it for a good period of time if he does what we believe he can do. I definitely need to kind of dig in more and really kind of pick a guy, right? But uh, right now, I'm like literally as we speak, I'm kind of editing my projections uh, for, or not my projections, my uh, my ranks over on uh, the live ranks we're doing for, for people on the Discord. Um, and I've bumped him up to 19. Okay. So, but that also doesn't include a guy we're about to talk about in, in dropping down Nick Anderson. So that'll move him up to. Can you see where I've got him? If you're, you're on the sheet there, I, I know am. I moved Romano up, but I can't remember where to. You put him at 21, but you also have Nick Anderson at 20, so he'll come down. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, we're right about, like, I'm not going to push him over Anthony Bass or Richard Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, I just think, I mean, those guys are, it feels they, like they're pretty locked in, and we just don't know for sure. I, I put uh, I put Dolis at 38. Um so kind of in the Diego Castillo, Nick Whitgren area of yeah. guys who like don't have the job, but I think they could have the job. 
I, and I got a few of those guys a little higher. I got Whitgren and Dolis at 30-31 there. Um, like, and I love you for doing this, but I think you can move them down. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos doesn't need to be at 33. Like, I, I just think they're going Hicks. He closed the game yesterday. Like, I, I put him at 40. I, trust I love them. Gallegos. I, I, I understand not trusting them to go Gallegos, but every indication is that it's going to be Hicks. Like, I, I don't see... I don't see anything that suggests that he's not being worked to put back in that role. Even if there's a little jumbling early, like if he needs a day off more so than a standard reliever. But other than that, like, I don't know. They just seem to, that's, that's my feel. Like, you leave your guys where you want, but as much as I love Gallegos, I had to move him down. I got him 48. Unfortunately, um, I love the talent, but I'm not getting the saves there. And, yeah, uh, I'm doing when, a massive update tonight, so things are going to change drastically yeah, on my on my sheet. I uh, I haven't had the chance, unfortunately, like to really like dig in. But yeah, there, there's going to, especially the closer sheet, and then obviously some of the injuries we've seen in in the outfield will will change some things too. Patreon.com/slash the sleeper in the bust. Uh, the fifteen dollar level gets you our updated rankings, updating those all the time. Like I literally have that page open all day, and I'm just news comes through, or I do some research and I see something, and I'm starting to feel type of way. Updated, updated. I am gonna put one more SP rank on Fangraphs uh, because it has been too long since I updated. Matt, you did that mid update there. I need to get at least my SP ranks up there. Um, because it's been it's been too long. So I'll get one more up before draft weekend, so today or tomorrow for the final draft weekend, and then up to the minute stuff. And then as the season starts, I'm not going to update quite as often, um, and I'll do kind of monthly SP updates on fan graphs, but I'll still do the updating on the Patreon all year as well. So uh, there is that, and it's been going well, and I appreciate everyone who's come through and, and gotten in the Discord. That's starting to amp up, too, and I think as the season goes, that'll be great. Um, I'm an idiot, by the way. You'll see what I'm adding right now. I totally didn't add this, but you didn't mm-hmm. say anything either, so you're just as big <laughs> of an idiot. How about that? Um, Eloy Jimenez, I, I weep. I weep. Yeah. Because... Walls have been kicking his ass for a while, which I'm not even trying to make light of. It's like just tri- like he tripped over those slow ones or th- those low ones. Now, yesterday, he tries to jump up to catch a home run. His arm kind of gets caught on it. He kind of got the injury that we should have thought that Vince Carter would have got when he put his arm in the rim <laughs> on the dunk, and he was completely fine. It was such he, a know. weird move. Like, he had no shot to get that ball. No, it's just one of those, like, I'll just kind of go all out for no reason, even though it changes my likelihood of catching it from 2% to 4%. You know, it's like one of those things. And and because he couldn't jump high enough, he gets his arm caught. And now it's looking like potentially significant time. Like that that's that's where we're at right now. It's it's quote unquote may miss significant time uh with a shoulder issue. So this is devastating. This is one of one of the best young hitters out there, to be honest. I really love Eloy Jimenez. I put him on tout mixed uh, points. We league. have him labor. I, yep, my little White Sox build there. That was my second share. And if I'm being honest with you, he was looking like he could be a part of my main this week or the beat Colin. Honestly, either one he would have fit into. 
and now I got to move them down, and I got to move them down quite a bit. Even without concrete news, I think this is worrisome enough to move them out of my top. I'm going to say out of my top 25 outfielders, Justin. I'm going, I'm going big here. I'm scared. Yeah, I, I think that is easy to move them outside of your top 25 outfielders. Um, and again, this is Eloy Jimenez with a shoulder yeah. issue due th- to defense. I think he is probably going to move outside of my top 30. And All right, let's play some games. Sorry, yeah. I'll let you finish that thought. That won't play some No, no, let, let, let's do the either or. All right. Because uh, both of us have this guy near there, so it's a good challenge for both of us. Eloy Jimenez or Ramon Laureano? Laureano. Okay, so then he has to go to at least 33 for you. Eloy Jimenez or, or Laureano has to move up. Um, Eloy Jimenez or Nick Solak, another guy we both have in that thirties, early 30s range. I think that is about the spot that I'm kind of looking at. Um yeah, now, I moved Trent Grisham down. You held firm at twenty-one. I don't know if you're going to end up moving him down on your big update, but I have Grisham yeah, at thirty-one. He, he, yeah, he's going to come down quite a bit too. I think. Um, so would you go Eloy or Trent Grisham? Grisham. I think there's a chance he's back much sooner. And while a hamstring is a grade one ham, hammy, right for Grisham, yeah. while that does impede one of his skills the the speed i i worry that the shoulder is a bigger impediment to the greatness of eloy this than... could be like like i mean i i don't want to say like i've heard anything or seen anything that says it could be end of season but like we've seen these shoulder injuries just linger and then all of a sudden yeah. like there's just eat the up year. the power and all so year like, like it for instance like if you know, I do my ranks to try to encompass as many different formats as possible, right? Sure. Um, but if we were talking like NFBC, NFBC specifically, Eloy's off my board. Like I'm not; he's just not going to end up on any of my teams. Yeah, I'm just, especially with the uncertainty behind it. If we get mm-hmm. something out and it says two to three weeks, probably still not taking him. But it's a more oh, concrete. two to three weeks, and he's probably in just maybe outside of my top 20. Um, Depends what the diagnosis would be. I'm feeling like like this is two to three months. Yeah, I'm terrified. Like I'm legit terrified right now. And so I I feel you on all that. And that's why I'm making such a stark move with Jimenez being moved down. And I mean, I'm just worried. It doesn't feel like a coincidence that the next thing we're going to talk about is that the White Sox said that it looks like, or they've alluded that Andrew Vaughn's going to make this team. So, and that, like, you hate to have injury be spun into any sort of positive, but that that injury to Eloy, like, locks it in, no? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was already tracking. Like, to credit to Vaughn. He was already tracking, and they've been working on the contract negotiation so that they don't have to play manipulation games. Not that they have to, but so that they're not – because I mean, you are incentivized to do it. I know it sucks and we mm-hmm. hate it and we bash against it, but you should still want your favorite team to do it, mm-hmm. even though it feels ugly to say that. I know it's so gross to say that, but it is the smartest thing to do in the restrictions that we have. Um, but th- it's looking like Vaughn is going to avoid that fate, and now you throw in an Eloy injury, and that just supercharges this. So what's this doing to his draft price for you, or his ranking for you? Because I had him 27th, 
You had him 33rd at first base. Obviously, we both need to move him, but to where? I'm not going to move him a ton. He'll jump over... Wow, you have Josh Bell 24th. Wow, that's crazy. Um, too low? Yeah, I think that's way too low. For oh, Josh. you got him 14th. Yeah. I mean, he's hitting the middle of a really good We have Eric really good 15th. Low. That's yeah. disgusting. You're disgusting. Um, no, I'm not. I, I will move Andrew Vaughn up. One, two, three, four, five, maybe six, seven. I'll probably move him to the Joey Votto, Ryan Mountcastle, Yuli Gurriel area. So high to mid-20s. Okay. Or low okay, to mid-20s, I guess. <laughs> I think he's going to be 21 for me. Okay, so I have to do this real quick. It's a quick detour. Why do you still have Joey Votto so high? I love Joey Votto. This is this is uh, this pains me to. I mean, I have him twenty fourth. Like it's it does that doesn't feel super aggressive to me. Um, When you like, um, you have Jared Walsh, Carlos Santana, Joey Cronenworth, Rowdy Tellez, Jesus Aguilar, Andrew Vaughn. Like these are all guys I would easily like. What does he offer? He is going to hit third in a very good lineup in one of the best hitters park. And he is he is going to play every day for the Cincinnati Reds until they bury him under first base. But he doesn't have nearly enough power to sustain first base or CI, really. He showed a power surge last year. At the um, expense of his batting average, hitting two twenty six. So... Either or there, and we're talking about I know him. He gets on base. Yeah, he gets on base. He's gonna play every day, and there's a lot of guys going in there. You know, kind of have ranked around that area that you know either have playing time concerns or are Joey Votto esque, like Carlos Santana. Like yeah. you know, maybe not the best skills in the world, but gonna play every day. And I love Votto. I just, I'm just not in. I understand, it's just so but like bland. 20 home runs, 80-80, super ambitious. The, like, he hasn't hit 20 in his last two full seasons, or come particularly close with 12 and 15. I mean, and it's he, a had, dead ball. he had 11 last year. Yeah. So, but again, that came with a 226, so you got to... It also came with a 235 BABIP. Okay, because so. he was hitting, hitting homers for, for his hits. Like I, I think I don't think you can just say, well, the batting average is going to come back up to the two eighty, no, no, two sixty five, two eighty range, I think. and keep two, the power. Two fifty, two sixty, eighteen to twenty one home runs. I mean, I, I, think, I think that's I think the sellout for power eats into the average because he had a forty six percent pull rate, which was ten points higher for Votto than we'd seen any time recently. That means probably hitting into the ship. That's why the Babbitt was so low. I don't think what I'm saying is I don't think it was an unlucky Babbitt necessarily. I think it was part of the approach to dip back into more power. So I think you have to go for a lower batting average if you're going to say that twenty homers are coming. If he's going to go for the twenty homers, it's coming with a two forty five. I think. Okay. I mean, that, oh, I'm, just, I, I'm okay I'm with. I mean, what what what's Carlos Santana's batting average going to be? 
Not not going to be very high. Um, so I mean, like he's and that's where I have him. Like it's. But I think Jared Walsh is going to be have more power. Probably a better. It could have a better batting average too. Not probably could have a better batting average. I'd rather have Cronenworth. I'd rather have Jesus Aguilar. Right? I'd rather have. Like, I, I I'm going to move Cronenworth up. So Cronenworth is going to come up on the heat. Like he he'll jump Fado. Probably jump Mount Castle. Um, maybe even jump Guriel and Sano. Uh, because we we feel now that he's really locked in. I know you were there all along, but yeah, I, I wasn't. Great shot to get that playing time, and um, I, I yeah, I, I will, I'm with you there. So we're we're in lockstep there. And again, it's so hard to talk against Votto because I love him. Literally one of my favorite players in the entire league. Um, but I'm just I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous. So anyway. Sorry to detour, Andrew Vaughn. So we're both moving him up. Um, I'm still going to end up being a little bit higher because I started a little bit higher mm-hmm. on Vaughn. But we're both – well, I wouldn't go crazy. You. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, are you open to drafting him? I'm d- I've am i already drafted him prior to this because okay. I did believe, like, there was a real shot he could be on. I thought they would get a deal done. I still um, think they will. Yeah, and I think that I think it's, it's very likely that they do. Uh I, I want to caution people like that are like, ooh, top prospect. You know, I think he's like number three overall prospect on most lists, or maybe number four or five on some. Uh, I don't know that he is fantasy goodness right away. Like, I, I, well, yeah, I mean that's a fair concern for any. I mean, I just I, do, I don't know that his power is prodigious in general, um, and. I mean, I think he's got. I think he's a guy who's gonna hit for a good average. I think he's like a two seventy ish hitter at the major leagues, uh, and I think he and he's definitely got strong on base skills. So, like, if you're on a, on base percentage league, like he could be huge. But like, I don't think he's like a thirty home run hitter. I think he's but, probably so many, like, like twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. I think twenty three, twenty four sounds good. Should um, he be above Votto then? Um, he might be above auto. He probably, he probably will be above auto. I can get behind that. I'm here, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, I think that's an interesting glob there, by the way, uh, this whole group of first basemen that we've been mm-hmm. talking about, a lot of similarities, <clears throat> excuse me. And you can go, um, you can kind of get some power. You can maybe get some batting average. You know, you can kind of, you can kind of go a few different ways with it. You got Guriel sitting out there with the premium batting average, um, you got Santana and Votto who are going to get on base, probably score runs, exceed kind of their their uh, batting average expectations. Maybe not Santana. He had that one spike year. I would plan for a bad batting average from him, but Votto could obviously, you know, if he finds something, I wouldn't be surprised if he went off. But I just I got him thirty third, and I'm just nervous that he's well. And I mean, the good. thing is, like Votto is going like super late too, so it's not like. You know, it's not like you have to like draft him that highly either. I mean, he his ADP in the mains is three twelve. That's good. So, and I mean, he should he should be that cheap. I and, agree. And I mean, he's one of those guys where I think like people like they're just like, well, he's no longer good. Well, that may be true, but he's gonna play every day, and especially when you're playing in like in 10, 12 team leagues, you're not drafting Joey Votto. He's not. He, he's not probably even a reserve pick. Um, but in 15 yeah, if he, leagues where plate appearances are king, he's going to have a lot of them. 
Yeah, no, you're, you're right there. And like, um, yeah, in 10, 12 teams, you kind of maybe can watch list him. And if he does kind of get mm-hmm. back on track, you can be like, okay, now I'll jump. But until you see anything like that, you you, you peace out as far as that's concerned. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to belabor it too much. I just wanted to get your thoughts there. And I, uh, we, we have a little disagreement, but I respect where you're at. Uh, all right, this one we'd never have any disagreement on. Denelson Lamette. He debuted. He hit 98. He allowed a homer. So, you know. One good, one bad. <laughs> that was kind of the little blurb, and I was like, okay, that kind of sums it up nicely. There, you know, they they give you they give you that something good did happen, but you know, somebody popped him for a homer. Who was it? It was uh, Donovan Solano, mm-hmm. who got him, his third, by the way, yeah. his third. Him, Yaz, and Austin Slater, three apiece. Okay, Descofani, eight punchies. Yeah. Okay, chill yeah. out. Um, yeah, chill this out. this was an interesting outing um, for for the Giants and for. The Giants have been showing some pop with some guys that I like, kind of had written off, including Solano. Yeah, they are. Uh, Solano and Slater, even though I, I took Slater, I think, in the last round of my main event. Um, Dude, Solano's season last year has done nothing to raise. The fantasy market, could nobody not care believes. Less. And nobody. I'm wondering if, I mean, like, and I watch a lot of Donovan Solano. Like, I watch a lot of Giants games, and I've been one of the people like, nope, can't continue, can't continue. The thing was, he was good in 19, too. Like, yeah. he does have kind of an extended run here now. It's it's still only 431 plate appearances, but he's hitting 328 in that time. And I guess the question is, you know, I know it's a 403 Babip driving it. No, no, duh, that's mm-hmm. going to come down. But, you know, three homers in spring – is Solano adding some pop? Is he he's hitting 452, 500, 806 in spring? I know it's spring, but like here he goes again. Should Donovan Solano be like a last pick type of guy? For sure, because I think he's going to play. That's the thing is is the playing time that I'm like, well, that seems to be, yeah. you know, on lock. Yeah. Why not? Why not take a guy who's going to play and middle infield type stuff? What does he play, second and third? So, or yeah, just second? he's going to play mostly second. I think he'll – I mean, this whole team is going to move around. So Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to play. Uh, I think he's going to at least start off playing every day at second base um, and hitting third in this lineup. It's not a great lineup, but he's still hitting third. Uh, yeah, I mean, Solano's a guy, like I said, I've been kind of fading him Um because I don't want to, or I, I haven't wanted to believe, but at some point you go, yeah, the underlying metrics tell a story that this isn't sustainable, but if he continues to do it over and over again, you have to be like... At some point. Yeah, at some point you just gotta go, okay, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Kyle Hendricks always got faded because the projections on him, the underlying metrics on him said that this wasn't real. Well, we're yep. now like eight years later. It's it's real. I mean, like, you know, and so <laughs> exactly. Uh, we don't obviously have that time with Solano being, you know, older guy, and, you know, at 33. But uh, at some point, like, yeah, I mean, what what's what's the harm in, in using your 27th round pick on that's a guy a that's going to play every day at second base and hit third in that lineup? Quite literally zero tax on what he did mm-hmm. last year or in 19 for Donovan Solano. So, you know, take a shot. And we talk about how often, how difficult it is um, to get late batting average mm-hmm. and that he could be that. And if he adds a little pop to make it a little less empty, um, 
you know, that that could be interesting too. So I think there's actually some 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 pluckable giants there that can offer some value. You know, I'm a Yaz guy. We talked about that last episode. I still believe in Lestella's gains. I think he's a quality player. Wilmer Flores starting to hit righties a little bit more. Maybe gets more playing time. I know you're in on Posey as a C2. I can get behind that. Alex Dickerson kills righties. I know there's a lot of Mauricio Dubon love out there. I don't quite share it. I don't understand. I don't either. I really don't. I like Mauricio Dubon, but I think he is a super utility guy. Yeah, I keep looking like, what am I missing? Because so many smart people are like really he in went on him. And really like, high in my main event, and like I was like, uh, was, why? Okay. I mean, it's like maybe a double double. I mean, not maybe. He probably is a double double guy if he plays every day. I mean, and I I think right now like that's the plan. But he went one eighty six in my main top two hundred. Like that, Ooh. no, I, I can't do. That. I no, I, I like he wasn't even like I. I still had him hundred a hundred picks away. Yeah, yeah, like I'm just not there, and maybe that's one I'll end up missing. We'll see, but I stand, I stand firm now that uh, that's not. I'm just not in there. All right, you mentioned uh, this well, earlier. But Nick, but let's oh. actually talk about the Nelson Lamette debut. Um, well, because I we did. <laughs> what that you don't like that that I is what see, it is yeah. it's a homer and, cares? <laughs> um <clears throat> no you're right you're right you're right let's talk about i, I believe he threw either is either 12 or 16 pitches in the inning that he threw okay we pull up his savant you keep talking I got so you. he threw two sliders two change-ups and the rats were fastballs okay. and i think people are like oh he hit 98 i'm back in for a guy who has really featured that slider, the fact that he was only willing to throw two would have me very concerned. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's nerve-wracking considering how he used to throw it 50% of the time. What what makes him good is that slider. Yeah. Like exactly. that like we've talked we've joked about it a whole bunch. He's he's got one and a half pitches, right? Yep. And that one of the one and a half is fantastic. But if he's not throwing that one... Then what do you got? Yeah, and why isn't he throwing that one? Is it because the elbow is an issue? That's I mean, super... Like, again, like, I mean, I hate to, like, beat a dead horse here, but, like, he should not be on people's draft lists. Oh, I'm not, I'm not taking him yet. I, I mean, you and I weren't taking him... No matter. No matter what. Yeah. Like, you know, we knew, like, okay. But, like, like I had him, I have him 55th, I believe, in my starting pitcher ranks. And he's coming down after this. I'm, I'm down in that range. That's a good that's a good call because I think you're right. People will take. People are going to see that out and go, oh, he pitched. He, he pitched. Hit, he 98. hit 98. Like, you know, like, oh, this is a good as, thing. It's yeah, not this a good is gonna thing. going to be like, oh, my God, that's. That's amazing. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, wait, 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 wait. Is it? Is it's it though? Not. And I don't know that it is. I'm with you. I'm still fading Denelson Lamette. And, you know, if he comes out and ends up staying healthy and dominating this year, I will enjoy watching it. I really will. I don't yeah. I don't have beef with the guy. It's just his fantasy price is always I do. too high for yeah. me. <laughs> you have straight <laughs> Clear, up beef clearly with Clearly, we have a personal issue. Well, I. That uh, one star review he left on the podcast. I'll never get over it. That's fair. I thought that was BS. I have a 52nd. You have a 57th. Mm-hmm. And he's coming uh, so down. Like, he's going to drop below down. James Paxton and Matthew Boyd and Bradley Singer. And, yeah, I mean, Dylan Paxton. Paxton's been 
moving up for me, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I got to move Paxton up too. Um, I've been, I've been getting encouraged there. And that, and we know with that, that's just talent, or that's just uh, health. Yeah. And I say just, I know it's it's more than just, but like as far as the skills go, we don't have questions there. Mm-hmm. So if it's looking like Paxton's going to be at all healthy, then he's a G. Uh, so yeah, Lamet. Still, I'm not moving based off of this. Uh, this doesn't encourage me. In fact, Justin's moving down. I might hold firm if or if not move down a few spots, but I'm not moving Lament up. I'm still not drafting him. All right. Now, something that you mentioned a little bit earlier, Nick Anderson, some mild elbow inflammation. Uh, when we were talking about our closer ranks, I was already fading him, man. Like, and and I'll just spoil it. That he's been my relief fade, and yours is gonna be a similar guy. And we'll talk about that in more detail. But as far as this mild elbow inflammation, you know, it doesn't even seem like it's going to be that that devastating. It's not like a devastating injury or anything. It's just adding to the cloudiness of an already uber cloudy Tampa Bay bullpen. And I don't know why he was being dri- – like, w- when do people learn from what the Rays – like, they, they are telegraphing what – they're not sneaky, right? They are straightforward. Yeah. They set a new record. 412 guys got a save in one season, <laughs> in a 60-game season. Like, every year it's a new record. 984 guys got a save, including five position players. Like, what more do they need to show us before people are like, yes, I believe what you're doing there, and I will not draft So, as much as I love Nick Anderson, the pitcher, no chance. No chance he was being drafted. You throw in some elbow inflammation, and I'm I'm just out completely right now. Where do you stand on Nick Anderson and the Rays at large? And what does this news do for your uh, Castillo and Fairbanks uh, rankings? Um, I mean, I, I've, I've been kind of with you. I took Nick Anderson in my first draft of the draft season back in October. Um, and I think I've gotten him one I other I did time. that same thing, by yeah. the way. I took him early, and then I woke up and said, hey, dumbass, yeah. stop doing Well, that. and it was more of like a, oh, my God, all the closers are going. I need <laughs> to get someone type thing. Yes. Um, one of my favorite stats about that, you know, because 12 guys did get a save last year in a 60-game season for the Rays. You know who one of them wasn't? Who? Pete Fairbanks, who got three saves in the postseason. <laughs> and now everyone's in on him. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. I get why people are in on him. But that's like... He he didn't even get one in the regular season. He gets three in the play. He like he kind of makes himself relevant in the playoffs with a big run. He was awesome. Um, gave him a couple runs in the World Series, but otherwise was just nails. Seventeen punches yeah. in twelve and a third. So who do you like more between Castillo and Fairbanks? I mean, I think I like Castillo, but again, this is uh, like, I mean, would it surprise you if Ryan Thompson led this team in save? No, you know who my sneaky one is, though? Shane um, McClanahan. Yeah, it could be McClanahan. I mean, it could be someone who's not even pitching in baseball right now. Correct. They, they it could, could be Brett Honeywell. Yeah. Well, I meant, I, no. like, like not even, like, pitching in oh. any. Like, it could it could they be you. Like it's Cole yeah. Hamels. They yeah. pick him up off the waiver wire. And like, you, well, you're closing now. You're yeah. a lefty killer. You're a killer lefty closer. Uh, but yeah, you know, Chaz Rowe can get some with that devastating slider. Josh Fleming could come in because there's some lefties. Come, Cody Reed. Cody Reed is there, speaking of a lefty. Like, they got guys. But Fairbanks and Castillo are going to push up, I think, with this, uh, with this news. <sighs> Let me see where they're going in the mains, at least. Uh, Castillo. 
Castillo is going pretty late. Two sixty-five. Yeah. Uh, hang on, that's not all the mains. That's the last three. Uh, Let me back up. Castillo and then yeah, Fairbanks. Yeah, Castillo's going two seventy-five. Fairbanks uh, three sixty. Wow. So based on price, who do you like better? If you're getting the discount, do you go to Fairbanks or do you stick with Castillo? Yeah, I mean, I probably go with... Fairbanks. Um, okay. Just because, yeah, the price, yeah, is is so much uh, lower. But I do think Castillo is probably the guy that gets the majority. And I honestly, I kind of felt that with Anderson. Was that yeah, Castillo no. is going to be the guy who got the majority of the saves. And I have a lot more Castillo uh, than I do Nick Anderson. Um I totally feel that. And, you know, Castillo has his draft believers, but not nearly enough to make it cost prohibitive. He's 275 mm-hmm. in all the mains with a high of 243. If you jump up to that high, some other pitchers going around there. But he'll jump. Also... He'll, he'll jump like seven. Well, yeah, spots. He'll, he'll jump now. But even before this, like uh, Dustin May, Freddie Peralta, Nathan Eovaldi, those are, those are question pitchers too. So, yep. he, you know. And then let's say he moves up to. Moving up to one eighty. Yes, then I can't do it. Like I mean, it's then then you're talking about going in front of. um, What's Devin Williams, Greg Holland, and and Richard Rodriguez? I'll take all of those guys. Devin Williams too. Um. I think I'd take Castillo. I'd probably take Castillo. I'm um, I'm in on. Holland I don't know. I I probably on. take Devin Williams and hope that they trade Hater. I, I you said he's going to move how many picks, Castillo? Where is he at? Two, two fifty or two seventy five? Yeah, seventy. So I bet he starts going around pick two ten something like that. Okay, two ten moves it down a little bit, and it's uh, the pitchers in that range are Jake Kirby, McGee. Kirby, Gates, Soroka. Tristan McKenzie, Jake McGee. I'm including starters too, just like, to show I feel kind like, of the volatility. I feel like Jake I, McGee I is Castillo. like an interesting kind of comp, right? Yeah. We think he's probably going to get the majority of the shots, but it's a situation in which they're going to use a lot of guys, anyways. So I feel like that is the right spot. But like, give me Amir Garrett, who's going at 222. That's one I totally like, agree with. He needs to be moving up. Well, not in my drafts, please. But I agree with that. <laughs> But everybody, that range, if he does move up that much, if does, if Diego Castillo does Ooh, get up into the 210 good, to 20 range, right I'm now. okay with that. I got a good would you rather. Would yep. you rather Diego Castillo or Daniel Bard? So full-time guy, but in Colorado. or Coming off of you know his first season in 73 years. Yeah, or the leader of a pack of 712 mm-hmm. viable closers. In Tampa Bay on a quality team. That's a really good. And I don't want to just cop out and be like team construction because it's not. It, I think it's okay. Castillo for me, but like I think this is the point. I don't want to put myself in this situation. Yeah. I'm going to go Castillo too. I just, I love the Bard story. As I've said, I can't do, I don't want to call out a closer, man. I just don't. I don't either. I just don't. Like they're, they're, they're weak ruiners. Even even in situation when you know it's not a head to head or a weekly league, it's just like everything's going well, and then Sunday afternoon, Colorado closer gets blown out. Your ERA moves up a whole run. Five to six months, he's done. Eloy. Five to six months. Yeah, it's done. Oh wow. Yeah. So off your boards. I hate 
everything. Yeah. I mean, at least in labor, we can IL him. Yes. But not uh, that it's going to necessarily matter at this point, you know, but... Yeah, I, I can in tout, too, but, like, who cares? Yeah, I mean... Well, you might as well in tout release him and get, oh, get the, the money fat. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am absolutely going to do that. You're right. Um, where do you want him on... Are you taking him all the way off your list? Yeah, he's going to... He won't even be in my top 100 outfielders. But I'm 137 on my Oh, and I need to go to my Dynasty League team where I've had a trade offer to send Flaherty for him for, like, ever. Make sure I get that out of there. All right. Sorry, we are just doing some things on the fly there with that big news. Um, Brutal. But Hey, but that's that... Uh, that's having those rankings up to date, up to the second here. We're doing it on the pod. Yeah, that sucks, man. And, like, that's a big hit for them now. People are going to be overreacting, being like, oh, that ruins their season. Like, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't agree with that. I don't think it puts the White Sox in, like, some unwinnable position. Uh, it obviously hurts. He's a premier player who I thought was going to have an amazing year. But one player just doesn't have that effect on a baseball team the way it is in, like, basketball or the wrong if the wrong player goes down in football. Um, I actually think this this improves their defense because now somebody Adam like Engel. yeah Adam Engel's going to get in there play good defense. I don't know if you remember this. I know, but you know I I called out some like like some sneak tip on him. He started mm -hmm. to hit for some more power last year. I wonder if there's a little. I've angle got him there. in four leagues. I, I got him in two draft and holds, and I might take him in a fifteen team last pick type of guy. Another one to kind of look at is Lurie Garcia. Um, because he could run a little bit as well. Same with same with Engel. Same kind of vibe. So we'll kind of see what they do there. But I'm in, I got obviously nowhere near the level of Jimenez. But I'm intrigued by uh, maybe picking up whoever fills in this role here mm -hmm. for the White Sox. So it sucks. You it's, almost it's wonder worse. too if they could like match up with a team like the Blue Jays. Ooh, or they could go get Puig. They've, they, I think they were a team that was linked to Puig at one point. I think so too. That's a, it. Just hit me. I finish your thought. Like go trade for what Grichuk or something. Yeah, go trade for Grichuk or Tay Oscar. Um, yep. And you know, I mean, they have a little bit of extra depth in this rotation. Um, yeah, give them an arm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that could be a fit. Or like you said, go get Puig if you don't want to help out a, you know, a, a opponent in the AL. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Ooh, go trade um, for Tom oh, Smith. That would be huge. Angle has a strained hamstring, which I did not know about. Ooh, that well, happened a few days ago. That's so then Lurie Garcia comes into focus for me. Mm -hmm. Deep leagues. AL only, the last pick of a 15-team mixer because he could have some double-digit speed for you playing a lot. He's not, he's not a terrible player either. I think he spiked a decent average one year. Let me see. Yeah, actually, he's, he's been a good average guy the last four years. 270, 271, 279, 271. So, right. you know, it's empty. There's not there's not much punch there. But if you can get – if he's stealing 12 and 15 bases mm -hmm. in – well, never mind. The 15 was in full playing time. But the 12 was in 82 games back in 2018. Anyway, I don't want to labor belabor things on Lurie Garcia. but And if Adam Engel does come back from that, uh, I would like him too. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on. Another uh, guy who's out for a while, this one is not quite as fantasy relevant, but I wonder if you were even interested in him at all because no one's talking about him. And obviously that will go back to 
Uh, that won't change after this. But Chris Davis is out three to four weeks with a grade two quad. He's UT only in a rich UT only pool this year. But were you even considering him? He was pick 435. Like he was an afterthought. Yeah. Prior to the injury, did you give any love to uh, Chris Davis being in Texas? No. And I mean, I don't, I don't think I have him. I can't pretend I did either, by the yeah, way. I don't, yeah, I didn't have him on a single team. Um, just being UT only and not good. Like, I don't mind UT only players, but I want them but to be, be premium, baby. Good. Yeah. I want to be yep. like, oh, if he had outfield eligibility, he'd be going in the top 40 picks, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and now I'm getting him at 90 or 110 or something like that. Um, like Alvarez and Stanton and JD and yeah. Cruz. I don't want the guy that's like, him. hey, if he had outfield eligibility, he'd be going at pick 400. <laughs> like that he would skyrocket all the way to pick 400 dude yeah i mean like because he's a reserve guy like i don't want a reserve ut guy yeah no i feel that i feel that i um i actually took him in a draft champions actually two two dcs i took him like ass late just thinking eh. and this was a while ago too i don't i think he was still on Oakland when I took him to be quite honest so you know whatever you're gonna miss a month off rip it it looks more and more bleak you know just kind of every time we get some news about him it's like oh he's what, what I do like is the possibility that Nate uh low get some and I mean I'm, I haven't been a big Nate low guy I did take him uh in tout because it's on base percentage mm-hmm. but it feels like with this he should be in the everyday lineup. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally feel that. Now Ronald that Guzman could... is, is playing first and, and low is DHing. You brought him up. So we're going to go tangent again. Ronald Guzman having a huge spring. Mm-hmm. He's always looked the part, which I know doesn't mean anything. Most of these guys do. They're, they're at their professional athletes are crying out loud. But even though I've acknowledged that he's like, not very good and never been like a huge fan. I've always kind of been like, why though? Why is he so pedestrian? You putting any stock into this big spring here for Ronald Guzman? If it, you know, is buying him some playing time, six five, two fifty like he is like I said, he is out of central casting as somebody who could hit, you know, thirty plus hummers. He's only twenty six still. I started to worry about Mazzara syndrome with him where I was expecting things to happen just due to youth. But I wonder if uh, there might be something here. What do you think? He's got three homers and a uh, over 1,050 OPS in spring for Ronald Guzman. And any any interest there in deeper leagues? What's his, how many strikeouts does he have? He has, let me go back to my chat, eight in 37 plate appearances. That's 22%. Not bad. That, that is more... Well, I knew he could walk. Like he's a guy that I think could have like a eight to ten percent walk rate for major. Yeah, but he's like a thirty percent K guy, so that's yeah. why you're asking about that. Yeah, for me, it's about the amount of contact he's making, um, and really about like how much he's swinging outside of the zone. So, um, because I mean, he actually has made decent like in zone contact rates for a for a power hitter. Uh, I think part of the issue with him is like he doesn't have prodigious power. Like, Guzman's, like, a guy, like, if everything went right, he could, and he got full plate appearances, I could see him hitting, like, 28, 29 home runs, something like that. That'd be nice, though. And that'd be nice. But everything has to go right. Now, everything's going right in spring. 
we don't know the level of competition. We don't know like. Let's see if I can get the uh, um, B, the B ref calculator thing that they do for competition. Right Continue. now, if you believe roster resource, they have him batting seventh and playing full time, and they have Nate Low in the platoon. He's got a seven marker on the uh, quality opponent quality, which is double A basically. So he's raking double A tripping, tri- which tripping, is what we pitching. expect from a twenty six. You're going to be twenty seven year old. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so don't put a ton of stock into that. But someone to know, someone to put on your watch list though. Creeping with a couple near two hundred ISOs the last two years. Mm-hmm. If he gets it over two hundred, sh- holds some of those strikeout gains. There might be a little something there with Go- Guzman. Like I said, you know, an afterthought was never a huge prospect. Had a little bit of prospect juice, but never really panned out on it. Maybe a little something here this year. That's all. Just I'll keep be, an you eye. Know, he's one of those guys maybe. though that like. I think would be hurt by a dead and ball to begin with because he's not like a big exit velocity sure. guy. Um, yeah. And he, you got to remember that Texas plays as a pitcher's park now, right? They've got the new stadium. Yep. So definitely not someone I'm going to be drafting anywhere, but I'll put him on a watch list and kind of, you know, take a close eye like a week or two in the season and kind of go, okay, is, is now the time to pull the trigger on him if maybe he's carrying over some of these spring games? That's exactly how I see it. One of those watch list guys this, uh, that you know to jump on quickly, right? Because that's the tough part these days. You don't get time to wait. The market's going to move whether you're ready or not. So if you see a guy that you already had on the watch list and he has that fast start, you jump right away and you hope to find like the next Jose Bautista, which is obviously the dream and not an expectation. All right, moving on, we have our high-end fades. Um, now what we're doing here is we're using the main event ADP just as a reference point. Got a top 10 at catcher first, second, short, third, and relief, and then top 25 at starting pitcher and outfield. Okay. So, uh, by the way, it's a ruptured left pectoral tendon is what, uh, what I meant is that. So stupid. So, so stupid. I hate it. If you saw the play, if you haven't seen the play, don't watch it because it's going to piss you off because it, again, <laughs> does nothing to really improve his chance to catch. It was like effort where it didn't need to be. I don't think anybody would have critiqued him for just kind of letting that, letting that go, especially, well, obviously now that we know the injury, but he wasn't going to catch it. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't want to keep going off on that. Fades outfield. Number one, Eloy Jimenez, man. I can't take him at his, I'm just kidding. (laughs) He's too expensive for me now. No. Um, So my, my outfield fade is, Currently unknown because I can't find my sheet and it's driving me nuts. Tay Oscar. Tay Oscar. Our boy. Just, my boy. Yep. 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 And I know he's your guy. And, you know, I've always said, like, I'm, I'm in there with you. But uh, as far as, like, getting the accolades, if you want, uh, it, that goes to you. you were, you're higher on him and he was great. Price has become too high, though. Now, I will say the main event market has brought it down and I respect that. They're kind of saying, let's tap the brakes a little bit, pushing him closer to pick 100. He was sitting in like the the 70s, 80s range. Uh, He's down to 94 with a 71 to 114 range. It's still just too high for me. And again, it all comes down to the fact that I just didn't see enough in 2020 that says that it was a new level as opposed to a hot run, which we've seen from Teoscar before. And as such, with the 30% strikeout rate, I just think there's too much volatility. I think he's kind of 30 and 10 
you know, which is great. But if it comes with a 230 average, that cuts into it a bit. So I'm just nervous, and I've, I've faded my boy Teoscar. Yeah, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, uh, as much as I love Teoscar, it was always about, like, look at this guy who, in you know, if he gets some Babbitt pick hell. Yeah, he's going to pick 300. Even if he hits 230 at pick 300. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about a guy who could be 30-10. And, it, you know, uh, came through in 2020. And now people are paying for that to happen. Not necessarily fully happen again, but some version of it happen again. Yeah. So far in spring, if my numbers, um, or actually uh, Mike Curlin's numbers on his amazing doc um, oh, so is uh, updated. He's hitting 226 in spring with nine strikeouts in 39 plate appearances. And there you go. And only That's... one homer. I mean that's like that's only twenty three percent rate, so that's okay if he yeah if he that that would be fine down. actually. Um, my concern, like I don't think he's gonna hit two thirty, but like I think he's probably like a two forty to two sixty hitter. Yeah. Um, the problem also is like playing time, right? Like George Springer's gonna play every day. Uh, mm-hmm. Vlad's gonna play every day. Uh, Bichette is gonna play every day. Um. The rest of the guys, there's, like, I think a lot of them are going to play five days a week. Yep. I don't think there's a guarantee that any of them are playing every day. Um, I agree. So, and, like, when we start talking about, well, if they ended up wanting to make everybody play every day, like, okay, what's the tiebreaker? It's defense, right? That well, that's, that not. That's not good for Teoscar. Yeah, <laughs> like because Teoscar not good defensively, um, so that that would be a problem. So like, I do love Teoscar from like what he can do, but I there's a lot of concerns taking him where he's going, even with a drop in the main events. Like, I'm I'm just not gonna have him this year, and that that's okay. Yeah, so you know, you kind of outlined perfectly where I'm at with with Teoscar. Love the player. And uh, I know I say this a lot on certain things that I'd love to be wrong because I would if if he goes out and he is like thirty five fifteen and actually hits like two sixty and has like the breakout year of all breakouts, great. I would relish it. It'd be a bummer that it wouldn't be on any of my teams, but I like the player enough that I wouldn't be sourpuss and be like, oh man, fuck this, just because I called it wrong. I, I would enjoy it. Um, and your guy that you picked is almost the one that I put. I wonder if in an alternate timeline, we would have just traded names there since you seem to be pretty out on Teoscar too. But instead you picked Lou Bob, Luis Robert, Robert, however he's pronouncing it. Apparently we're changing it again. I don't know, but I almost picked him myself. Talk a bit about uh, Robert. I mean, this Eloy news could change things quite a bit for where he's hitting in the lineup. Right. So, um, all of a sudden now you have, uh, a guy like, Oh, Wow, they're so fast over at um, at Ross Aren't Resource. They? They're just they're just Jay, Jason's just out of his mind, and he just got uh, he just well, uh, hang on, never mind. Sorry, go ahead. So I, um, I, I can't say what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, they've got he's got Luis Robert hitting fifth in this lineup. There's been some concerns, you know, in in draft season that he was going to be hitting like seventh. Fifth, though, isn't great necessarily for his stolen base potential. Not terrible, though. It's not terrible, but not great. My 
biggest concern with him is, do you know what stat he led all of Major League Baseball in? Strikeouts? Swing and strike rate. There you go. And he was, I believe, fourth in O-swing at 43.1%. Scary. Um, You know, I mean, we start looking at things like contact percentage. He had the third worst contact percentage in the major leagues at 61.4%. Like, I'm very, it's really very bad. Concerned. And we talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. When there was the, the Dahlbeck tweet that we used as a jump off for the topic a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. Well, because we were Robert talking about why we why we weren't going to, like, you know, we were talking about why we were fading Dahlbeck. And then you're like, oh, look at Kessin Hura, because Kessin Hura is one of those guys on that list, too. But Luis Robert going in the second round. Yeah. of drafts like in you know second or third round depending on what draft you're in um like i just can't do that like i just can't pay that price for someone with these kind of skills um like i i i get why people love him and i think there's huge upside obviously but i don't want to pay for the upside th- yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're paying for it to come through with a second round pick, like plain and simple. It just, yeah, it just makes no sense to be taking him in the second or third round. Um, in spite of the fact, like, he, like, could he be a 30 20 guy this year? Absolutely. Sure. But he sure. could also just, be a, like, 20, um, you know, 10 guy with a 220 batting average. Like, I just. I, I don't want I don't want that downside um, in the second round or third round. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with that. And listen, I will say, it's a little bit it's a little bit contradictory for me to be in on Mondesi and out on Robert. Except I think Mondesi's speed profile well, is so much higher. And we've seen Mondesi do it. That's like, true too. Yeah, 32, 43, and twenty four stolen bases in fifty nine games last year. Like it's 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 there. Yeah, I mean, I I think we've seen him That's do a good it. Call out. Um, so yeah, I just I, I think it, it, it there is a tad bit of hypocrisy to it, and I mean, but at the same time, like we have seen proof that it can be done by Mondesi. I don't know that you know fifty six games when. Uh, uh, Robert or Robert went 11 for 9 with a 233 batting average is mm-hmm. proof that he can do that. Yeah, no, I think that's that's completely fair. All right, so Teoscar and Robert in the outfield. Let's go to second base. Hey, you mentioned him, Keston Hira, mm-hmm. and you already highlighted it, so I'm not going to belabor it and just repeat the same thing uh, in a more uh, elongated fashion. It's swing and miss, man. It's still there, and he doesn't walk, so I'm just worried about it. And yeah, you can take you can kind of take uh, 19 and 20 together and mash it as a season, and it's 32 and 12 with a 266 average, 81, 81. That'd be great, but we know that it doesn't necessarily work that way. Uh, 19 was way above his skis. He's probably better than 20, but I don't know for sure. And with because there were factors that were unsustainable from 19, including the BABIP with the strikeout rate, it just wasn't going to marry. It had me cautious about 20. It kind of panned out due to, my, to the level of my concerns, and I share those concerns still. I'm just... He doesn't do enough speed-wise to make the batting average worth it. I, lo- I love that he could probably hit 30. That, that There is 30 home run pop in Hira's bat. I project him closer for 20, 24 to 26, but there is 30 potential. 
But if I'm not getting like 20 stolen bases, which I don't think I am, I don't want to take on a potential 230 or lower batting average. So I'm out on Keston Hira. Yeah, um, I don't have a problem with that. I haven't been quite out because like the price is a little bit better and the drop-off has uh, at second base. We've talked about this quite a bit where it's a very deep position, but there is kind of some big cliffs within within that kind of deep uh, glob of guys. So like I, I do have here on a few teams, but definitely a guy where it's, it's, it's very draft-dependent. What do I already have on this team? Do I have a really yeah. strong average base? Um, and, uh, I mean, I love the second and then now going to be first base eligible, you know, shortly into the season. Uh, but I, he, he's definitely not a guy I'm targeting at all. Um, yeah, that helps too. Now you're going on the other end here because mm-hmm. you are getting batting average from this guy, but I'm, I wonder if your concern is that that's all it'll be. Who's your second base fade? Yeah. You know, cover your ears. My, my guy's Kettle Marte we, or, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit, uh, already it, for me, it's the health. Like, I just don't know. I don't know that I trust him to stay healthy. He's already dealt with an injury. He is back now. So that makes things a little bit easier. But I just don't know that we're going to see the same kind of power output we saw in 2019. It it evaporated last year. Uh, He's dealt with kind of a reoccurring back thing and then other minor injuries. Um, I just just not going to pay the price. And I would much rather just wait. I don't know how many picks and uh, and end up with Colton Wong. Like I just like I don't see them as that different. Uh, you know, players to pay. Let's see, Marte is going 69th overall in the mains. Nice. Uh, Colton Wong is going 199th. Oof. Like, Sheesh. like I mean, yes. Is is Kettle Marte the better player? He is. He's definitely the better player. Is he 130 picks better? I, I probably not. Yeah, I don't think he is. Is he? Because uh, I worry about the power too, mm-hmm. and so that would be the main advantage they And honestly, I've talked about this too. I worry about the speed. He doesn't run. Yeah, he, he has the speed, but he does not run. And and he has know, been just... leading off this week in spring training, which is very interesting. Uh, and he might do that while Cole Calhoun is out. But, like, it's not like he's got the best lineup behind him. Colton Wong's going to be leading off, and I much prefer the top of that Brewers lineup. I love that Brewers lineup. Um, you know, but, like, is he 110 picks better than Gene Segura? Is he, uh, what, 70 picks better than Tommy Edmond? Yeah. Now you're making you're making lots of sense here. So uh, I'm just know, not going to end up. You know I'm Marte. on the Edmund beat. Which, yeah, I mean, for I'm me, like, either. I'm a, I've been a huge Kettle Marte guy in the past. But like you said, the speed is, like, while the speed is there, he just hasn't translated that into stolen bases. And I think it's a personal choice at this point. Because I don't and think, I think it's a team necessarily, point. Yeah, well, no. I don't know that they're even necessarily red lighting him. I think that he could go if he wants. Uh, and he goes a little bit, but he doesn't go a lot. And I just think that he's like, Nah, I want to stay healthy and make sure that I'm still raking and I'll chip in some steals. But that's I I don't know because like the speed is absolutely there and I I don't think Arizona puts him uh, puts the brakes on him. I think he puts a little bit of the brakes on himself, which is his choice and that's part of you know steals are player option too. It's team player skill. Like there's a lot of things that go into it. It's not just are you fast? If so, go. Yeah, Arizona stole a total of 23 bases last year as a team. 
that's nuts. That's nuts. I mean, I don't know. Do they really have anybody that would be stealing besides Marte? Um, I mean, Christian Walker can swipe a bag here he and there. He actually can, yeah. Um, low key, kind of nice. Tim LeCastro. He's uh, a blazer. He's yep. yep. a blazer. Joe's Josh Rojas is a guy who can steal some bases. Yep. Nick Ahmed has some speed and can steal bases. Like it's not it's not like a super speedy lineup or anything, but it's also not devoid of speed either. Uh, of speed potential, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I feel you on that. And hopefully, uh, hopefully that's reflected this year. Maybe they get to run a little bit more. But I'm not uh, I'm not holding my breath. I'm not feeling confident on that. <laughs> All right, moving forward, we're talking first base, and uh, we kind of hit opposite ends of the spectrum here as far as like age. I'm gonna go Jose Abreu. And this is not a huge skills fade, meaning I don't dislike the player and what he offers. The last couple guys, they've had some skill questions that I I have not seen answered enough to make me want to take him. With Abreu, it's just like, ah, she's just at first base, and I just like so many guys that go behind him. Goldschmidt, Rizzo, Olsen, uh, those three for sure. Muncy, um, I would rather take Dom, Smith, you know, I'll even dip down. I'll go. I'll go. CJ Crone. Like, I just want guys that are cheaper. I know he's in a good lineup. We have talked about it a million times today. That lineup just took a hit. That does not deter me from Abreu specifically, but I'm just not paying for the two month MVP um, on a premium level. He's good, but he's not great. Um, I'll push back a little bit. Not that he's great necessarily, but uh, what you're paying for is safety. Like you're paying for safety and those other guys though too. Rizzo and Goldie, that's safe as hell. Yeah, I mean I guess they're cheaper. They it's, are it's really just about it's really just about the cost. Like I get you're right, like he is safe, but he's fifty five to Goldie at ninety nine, Olsen at one oh two, Rizzo at one eleven. What? Rizzo is underrated and, and it's and, insane. Yeah, I think Rizzo like just is zero in on Rizzo. That one alone is like I'm not taking a Bray over at that price. I wouldn't I don't think I'd do it at same price to be honest. I think I would take Rizzo. Really? But why? Yeah. Um I think he's better. Okay, that I think does, he offers that, that more does. fantasy-wise too. Mm-hmm. I I would I I think the Rizzo floor is is lower. Um but but where like Okay, since, oh, since I guess 18, he's been playing a lot. I mean, well, I guess yeah. So I mean, since eighteen, he's played ten more games, three fifty-seven to three forty-seven. He does have eleven fewer homers. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think the power is safer, but I, I no, I actually like what you're putting down here. I'm, um, I just yeah. think for the price difference, and I, I said at same price, but I don't have like that's a hypothetical that I don't have to back up, so it is a little flimsy to even say that. I I don't <laughs> mind Jose Abreu. Like I, I actually I have taken him in a few drafts. I considered him. Uh, he dropped in my main event, um, and I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. Uh, but and now for some oh because I have it sorted on first uh, on. On uh, on second base. Um, oh, I do he, that a lot. Yeah, he he dropped to sixty four, and I believe I had the sixty fifth pick, and I was like, <sighs> if he's there at sixty five, I'll take him. See, that's a ten pick drop too, and like mm-hmm. that, you know, that starts to open things up if 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 the price is right too. I don't want to. I don't want to pretend. I mean, that to, lineup but... did just get worse. Um, I still think he's. I mean, I still think he's fine. Like, I feel like he's super safe. Like, I, I don't have. Yeah. 
I don't have any issues with him. I you know I just feel Goldie and Rizzo share that safety, so give me them cheaper. It's it, yeah, so it's less, I think that's it really fair. is less about. I almost took Rizzo in that same guys. draft, so um, I totally I totally agree there. So yeah, so that's my guy. Like I said, not not a hate, not a hate type of guy or anything. I um, mean, if you take him, I don't think you should be concerned, especially if you want to lock in that safety pre Jimenez issue. Um, your guy obviously has a lot more volatility, and it's interesting because you're fading him, and I'm I'm coming around a little bit. I, it's Vlad Jr., and I'm worried that I, I don't want to miss the boat, but I also don't want to just FOMO a pick and like be stupid either so talk to me about vlad and where you're at obviously he's had the gaudy projections that he has not lived up to he hasn't been bad he's been an above average player but it's 24 homers in a, in 757 plate appearances with a 269 average which isn't nice when people are projecting he's projected for over 300 two years ago like that was his steamer projection they still have him at 297 so what do you see in vlad that has you fading you're not buying the the body transformation or anything and the Jays being great where, where you at I'm glad I mean I like I, I buy that there has been a body transformation no but, you said that those were photoshopped in the yeah lines. yeah said that completely um <laughs> uh, but I mean here's the thing like and I, I've talked about this a bunch recently on, on live streams and podcasts like body transformations in baseball are not what they're not always positive things right Sure. So, like, we but saw. But this one has to be no. Does it? Like, I what's mean, what's the downside? I'm not being saying as there's heavy as he was. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it changes too, much too soon. Well, it we don't know. Like, we see this. Okay. We see this all the time with players. Like, how many times did Pablo Sandoval come in in best shape of his life? Like, did that ever make him a better player? No, did he, was, he ever? I always thought every spring he, training. Was no, he did was a few times. There were there were like at least two or three times where he came in, okay. like, "Hey, look, he dropped weight over the off season," and it never actually translated to anything. Um, you know, we saw Luke Weaver put on like twenty pounds of muscle when he went to Arizona. How's Luke Weaver God. been? Godly. Yeah, exactly. Cy so, Young runner up mm-hmm. regularly. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, you know, we talk about guys with like huge muscular frames and stuff and like, oh, look, they, you know, look at Yandy Diaz. If you could ever raise that launch angle, like, but like that doesn't necessarily translate in things because there's so much flexibility needed and we don't know how he's been, you know, changing his body, whether, you know, we've seen him do a lot, some weights and stuff, but like, I don't think like we can automatically go, Hey, listen, like, oh, he dropped this weight. Now his launch angle is going to raise like that. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, sure, we still have seventh though, so yeah, why don't you rank him lower? Um, because I mean, I do believe in the talent. Like, I do believe okay. in the talent, but I feel like if we're taking him in the top fifty picks, we're saying that we be- that we that the talent's going to show up this year, and we just don't know that. Yeah. Um, he's fourth. He's the fourth third baseman. It's at pick ridiculous. In the like I'm sorry. Like you can't. And like because what is like? Let's say he does hit the upside. Let's say he hits the the bad X projection. You know of 30 home runs and 296. Right. Like okay. He finally he finally had the breakout year. The batting average is where we thought it was going to be coming into the majors. Uh, he's now a 30 home run hitter. Like how is that any different than Jose Abreu? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think, um, like, how is it any different than 
Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, you're right. I guess for him to like really exceed those guys, he'd have to go above and beyond. He'd have and, to be forty, and, right? And how do you do that? Yeah, like he's he's not jumping to forty home. I'd be floored if Vlad Jr. just jumped to forty yaks this like, year. I think it might happen at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. We're, I'm just saying we're I'm paying saying this for year. that right now. Yep, and that's the problem. I put that in my comment. Not out on potential studification, but why buy this high on mm-hmm. pure spec at a position like 1B? That was my issue with it, was that it's also at first base. Yeah, I just I, I just can't do it. And I mean, we took him, I think, in the fifth round of the tag team league, me and Shelly. Uh, but that, that was, you know, Shelly really wanted him. And, you know, I'm like, you know, here's the thing about Vlad. As long as he's healthy and there's no reason to think he won't be, He's going to be good. Like, you know, he's not going to hurt you at least, right? Yeah. So we're talking about a guy who's probably like 25 home runs, 270 batting average, which is fine. Um, like, that's the floor. And, of course, there, there's a great upside. So, like, I understand why people are making the pick. I just I want to get added value from every pick. I don't want it to, like, I'm having to pay for this is what he's going to produce. Well, Particularly with him, with Vlad, you're just paying such a like. I don't, I don't, I, I actually will push back a little. I don't need surplus value from every pick. I, I don't think it's possible to get that. Um, but obviously, you're, you're hoping to get that. But with Vlad, I mean, he needs to, uh, he needs to improve so much to pay off on a top fifty pick. I just, I'm just not sure it's there. Like that's just so, 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 so aggressive. So I totally I mean, get the I think fade it's there. There. Like I think it's in I th- I do think the talent says that at some point we're going to see it at some point. Not this. I'm saying it's not there yeah. this year though. I, I just I and don't it, see. I mean, who knows? Is it like you said? Like seeing him jump up to 40 home runs would be shocking, right? Like why wouldn't it likely be some sort of gradual increase as opposed to this massive change from a guy we haven't seen? You yeah, know? he hasn't hinted at that kind of power at all. No, he and, and we, we talk about. We talk about all the time that prospect growth isn't linear, right? But exactly. at the same time, like you can't just like completely skew the growth either because that's what you want to see. Yeah, I don't think he I I, I mean he's twenty two. I just don't know that Vlad Jr. is dropping like a one fifty WRC plus. But he's being drafted like he's going to. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's move on to shortstop. Man, Toronto fans are really not going to like us after this episode. Let me just put that out there. So we got Teoscar and Vlad, and my shortstop's Bo <laughs> Because uh, And I will definitely just be very quick on this one and then let you speak. I, I'm I'm concerned that he doesn't run, and I'm, I've made the comp. Feels very Jock Peterson, George Springer-esque. It's not directly the same. They're not the same build in it. I'm not saying it's 100%. I'm getting that same vibe, though, where I'm expecting minor league results to translate because he was a big base stealer in the minors, at least for one season. That's the thing, too. Well, also 15 for 20 in just 56 games in 2019. So that's that's pretty big as well. Um, but he ran a bunch in the minors, and he, he has the raw speed to be fine. But he's 8 for 13 in the majors, Bo Bichette is. And I just don't know why we're penciling in 20. That feels... It feels aggressive to pens to like project twenty and some like Zips has twenty seven stolen bases for Boba Shea. Yeah. So I, I like the player. I just I can't get there. I can't get there at shortstop, especially. 
I think it's going to be more like 22 and 12, which is fine, even like with a good average, good runs. But isn't that Cattell Marte at a much more expensive price? I mean, you don't want to talk to me about Cattell Marte. But, <laughs> um, like, I mean, I think he could be like 25, 15. My biggest issue with Bichette, because I was big on Bichette coming in at draft season. I'm pretty sure I took him at the one-two turn in one of my first drafts, or pretty close to that. Um, and so, like, I, I was, like, super stoked. I was with everybody on that bandwagon. But then I kind of, like, did some math on that, and I went, like, aren't we, like, paying for the upside that we already have seen in Tim Anderson and Xander Bogarts? Like, why is he going ahead of those guys? Yeah, well, because he's on Toronto, and it's because of shiny new toy syndrome, right? Of course, of course, but it's it's wild. It's wild to me. I don't think that he's better than those guys, and they clearly have safer floors because they've done it before, and... Especially Bogarts. Yeah, He's and so I, I can't, I can't, I could, uh, at some point I had to like take the noise, the hype train noise out of my head. And when I did that, I went, oh, okay. Um, yeah, Boba Shet's not a second rounder. Yeah. And that's where he's going. So no, that, I'm, that, I'm, that's, I'm with that's the bottom line. Um, and I mean, so for my guy, I, I've actually just switched it kind of mid podcast. Uh, and I, I'm going to go back to the well and hate on Corey Seager. I, I know what he did last year was fantastic in the stat cast data, you know, backs it all up. Um, I health is always kind of a little bit of a concern with Corey Seager. Uh, and then he doesn't steal bases. Um, and for, I just can't take him above those guys we've already mentioned in terms of Xander Bogarts and Tim Anderson uh, and even Bo Bichette. And so, like, the fact that he's now going inside the top 25 uh, in these main events, I I just can't – I'm not going to bring myself to take him there. It just, it just doesn't fit for me. Hmm. I know you disagree, and that's okay. I do. I do. We will. We won't. We won't belabor it. We've had this this combo. Yes. I'm just saying, man. He's just so good. He's so he, good. When he if he is a guy, if you could turn off injuries, bringing up his health. Okay, you are still stuck on that. When was the last time he was injured? 2019. He played 134 games. So he has one major injury. 2018. You overrate the injury stuff so much. No, I don't think I, think I do. I think that's the problem. But you do. What do you mean you don't think you do? He has one unhealthy season, 2018. Again, I don't want to go down at all again, but it was, it, like we did this whole thing. He missed and- time in 2019. He missed time in 2018. He missed time in 2017. So? <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, like, that's not a give but me. But that's not like. Give me the guy that, you know, in Bogarts who doesn't miss like time and can steal bases. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? Give Bogarts me the- is not. Like a good base stealer, he he steals bases. He steals some bases. If you're putting your your stock in, the, I, he was eight for eight last year, which was a, a big boon for folks. He was four for six in 155 games the year before. If you're betting on those in any capacity, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. Like, how many are you betting on from Bogarts? Ten, maybe. Uh... Why? Well, or maybe not ten. Yeah, eight. Yeah, eight. 
I think it's fine. Eight's the high end. Eight's okay, the high but end. how many like, are you I, betting on for Seager? None, He's, and that's okay. Fine. I, I, so okay, but but don't, but again, that's the high end. Like those incremental five to to eight stolen bases. When they're doing virtually everything else the same, then you I'm not then even so much against Seager over you Bogarts. You hate Xander Bogarts. No, I don't. Yeah, I definitely that's, like that's it. what's happening here. Insane. I'm sending um, him a text right now. I have him higher than Seager. Okay, but he's not so, going higher than Seager in drafts. Well, they're going about the same. I'm not really worried about that. Like, I, I'll, I'll take either to be quite honest. Um, Seager is drawing more hype because he is on the better team, mm-hmm. and he has a big playoff, and he's having a big spring as well. But I just, I, I don't know. I know it's been kind of become kind of a meme, but I think you're just. Uh, you're you're locking into the meme a little bit more than you should because that no I think he should be not, going I think he should be going I, I think it is I do I mean I'm I'm like you know I mean well your main thing like the the like he's an injury prone guy it isn't really he has one injury season 2018 like getting hurt like I don't know if you're getting if you're getting 600 plate appearances I'm I'm just not like I'm just not like. Trying to count 2017 against him when he played 145 games is like that's part of his injury track record. Ugh, you miss me with that. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's fair. 2019, but, I mean, we're talking about like 41. I'm still he, like okay. But he, he, ha- still he hasn't he, he hasn't hit 20 year. home runs in a season since 2017. Okay. Now, I mean, obviously, last year was 15. He hit 20, 20 last yeah. year, and he didn't even play more than like 80 games. So. Yeah, and I think I mean, like I said, I I love the skills. If I I just don't trust it, I just don't. And for that reason, uh, I'm not going to take them. Yeah. Okay. Well, not trusting the skills is the part that. that no, no, I, I trust the skills. I don't trust the health. I don't. Okay. 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 Well, you're missing out. You're missing All right. out. All right. That's Corey fine. That's Corey Seager. Because I can get a better player later. You can get the same player, maybe. But okay, it's, 10, 10 picks later, sure. A round later. Maybe, you know? Yeah. Worst team, though. So don't forget those counting categories. That's fair. Those matter. All right, Jays, get smoked. Third base, Kevin Biagio. I'm just not paying for it. Sorry. Now, <laughs> slight slight interest of maybe him moving up with the Springer injury, if it's something substantial. Um, I, like, I'm sorry. I'm hemming and hawing here. Silence is not uh, is not good podcasting, but you know, triple eligibility. Like I see some factors, right? Triple eligibility, power, speed. I was in on Biggio coming into the draft season. Then his price just started going bananas because everyone started buying in. Um, and that's what kind of made me a little scared. Now he does have 20. He's 20 for 20 in the majors, but the batting average, like that needs to be planned for a negative, right? I think, He's a 240 career in 695 plate appearances. I think you start there, if not a little lower, with the projection, um, and then kind of go from there. And then, do you want to take on that kind of average? And then, how much does that hurt, like the ribby potential? Um, I think it would definitely hurt it. So you go for runs, power, speed. 2020 is seems pretty viable. I don't know. I'm just nervous, and I'm nervous about um, his batting order. Again, the Springer injury does increase that a little bit, but I'm just worried. Springer's so supposed to be hopefully ready by opening day, if not close after that. That'd be so good. So I think that so, we yeah. can, uh, I think we can say like that it, it seems unlikely that 
maybe Biggio is batting second, um, you know, for the first week of the season or something like that. Maybe even two weeks. But after that, he's dropping back down. Um, I know we keep going back to the same info. Andrew Vaughn's playing left field tomorrow. Interesting. Bro, if he adds outfield. But why? Why not? Why not? Why DH a 20-year-old? He's not 20, but why lock him into DH? he's supposedly brutal defensively. Like, why make the exact same mistake they just made with Eloy Jimenez? No, 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 no. Just DH the kid. No, no, no. Do not lock a 23-year-old into DH. Like, Oh, no. no. He's going to get hurt trying to jump a wall. Okay, then nobody ever play in the field. Exactly. Thank you. No, that's a stupid take. I'm sorry. That's insane. (laughs) Um, You know, he's not a great fielder. But, like, he's 23, man. Learn. Like, and I'm not, like, going at him. I'm saying your idea that he just should never play the field because he has a 40 field rank uh, on a scouting report. 40 field rank on the scouting point at first base. That's fine. Like, again, put in the work, be Marcus Simeon, figure it out. Like, you're 23. Let's not, let's not belabor this. This interesting. If he were to gain outfield eligibility, he would definitely continue to be even more interesting than he already is. So let's, let's, let's just, I just find it weird that you wouldn't want, Somebody to try to like a, a, a young player like that. From to, fantasy like, perspective, I obviously want that, right? Um, but from a real life perspective, I just, I why, why, why? When you have other options, you know, um, I guess fine, whatever. Well, yeah, he's not a, really though. Yeah, I, angles I, hurt. Angles hurt. So it's like Lurie Garcia. Yeah, we'll Puig is still unsigned. Yeah, they go get somebody. That's one thing. But you know, um, put Nick Williams out there. Anyway, so yeah, I'm out on Biggio at his price. Um, and the the C, the Springer thing, even though it's clouded and, like you said, it's probably not going to go his way, it's probably going to add back to his price. That's going to drive some people back into saying, well, let me get him now because he might bat lead off for a month or something, which I don't agree with either. So, yeah, that's where I'm at on Biggio at, as a top 70 pick. Yeah, he went uh, 67 in my main. Uh, my guy's Alex Bregman. He's a top 50 guy here. Um, and, I mean, part of it is there are just so many third basemen in that tier that I prefer. Like, I'll take Devers. I'll take Rendon. I'll take Arenado. I'll take Suarez over him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit concerned by what we saw last year. Uh, not that I think, like, he is completely made by whatever cheating they were doing. Um, but I think what we saw is the floor last year, uh, and that floor is a lot scarier than I think we, uh, anticipated. He doesn't run anymore. Um, that's just not a part of his game or the Astros game at this point. So we're looking at a guy who, uh, is probably a mid homers, uh, with a decent average. And I just feel like that isn't that, uh, interesting anymore. You know, lost the shortstop eligibility. Um, and I, I just don't want to pay even close to that price when I can get, I think, a better player in Suarez, you know, 20 picks later. How is Suarez better? I think he's going to hit for more power. And I, mean, I think they're going to. Bregman hit 41. And even if you do give him a power advantage. I think the batting average advantage is going to be, but I don't think he's coming close back. to that forty-one again. I think that's a, I think that's so going to end up thirty-one. 
I think he's probably, yeah, I think 31 okay. is like the top end, honestly. But with a dead and ball, um, I'm pretty sure. Dead and ball is 5%, and he plays to his home park very he well. Does. So I, I don't know that it's going to, like, I'm not saying he's going to hit 41 again. Let me be clear on that. I'm probably projecting him for somewhere in the so low his, 30s. So his ex home run in the year in 2019 when he hit uh, I don't the care 41 about that, by is, the way, okay. before you even say it. I, right. I, I don't That's... because it doesn't factor in the fact that he's taking advantage of his park. Like these numbers, we're getting so buried in these numbers and we're making definitive decisions based on them without like the context, right? I get go ahead and finish it. That was rude. I'm sorry. No, the no, episode. no, I don't want to finish it anymore. You hurt my feelings. Well, that's fine. I, that part I don't uh, care about. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, he's a guy that is, I mean, yes, he does take advantage of the park. You're right. He, he pulls, you know, the ball, what, 50% of the time or something like yeah. that. So we, um, we understand why that's an, well, what, what, was, what was it, though, for real? Jokes aside, 31. I, I was rude and I apologize. It, it, it was 31. So it was 31 on a 41 homer mm-hmm. season. But again, he's a pole master that, that like, Really works his ballpark, especially you know. For oh, sorry, it was a games. 30, 31 on a forty-five because you have to include the playoffs in in this. Okay, okay. So so 30, 31 on forty-five with the playoffs. Um, and then what was it the year before? Do you know eighteen? It doesn't when say. he hit thirty-one. Okay, okay. So you know that is a deal. I understand that, but I'm not projecting him for forty-one. I also think he can play up to make sure that he's in the mid thirties with his ballpark. I like Suarez a lot, so I don't want this to be anti-Suarez in the slightest. But I think I don't think he's an inherently better player by any stretch. I think it's a trade-off of do you want an extra few homers or do you want an extra bit of batting average with Bregman homers for Suarez? So I don't think that I think that's equal. fair. I mean, you know, but I'm going to take the guy going later that's now going to have shortstop eligibility. Is he going to keep going later because of that though? Because I know I've bumped him up. I'm actually. I've bumped, I well, a lot of people have bumped him up, but he's still so far in the. I'm main. pissed about that, by the way. Yeah. Because I was taking him already. Like I was, he was already a premier target. He's still more expensive than Bregman, by the way. No matter what, like the shortstop thing is not moving him. No. Close to Bregman, so your point stands there. Yeah, I mean but his ADP this... is 72 in the mains, and that's pushed up quite a bit. You know, I mean, so well Bregman's ADP is 51.5, so like. We're still talking about a 20-pick discount for Suarez. Um, but, like, you know, all things being equal, like, Anthony Rendon and Bregman are going in the virtually exact same spot, 46 to 51. And it's like, I'm going to take Rendon 100 out of 100 times. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm ta- that's that's the thing at third base, like... It's Rendon all day. Yeah, I mean, you know, even, even Arenado, like P, like Arenado's going around later, going fifty eight. Um, also keen on him. Like I'll take. Yep. I'm just. I'm just never going to end up with Alex Bregman. Like just and so um, that's why he's on the fade list. Fair enough. Starting pitcher time. I went with uh, the favorite talking point of the fantasy community this year, Zach Plesac, and um, you know. It's not even like some just overwhelming dislike of police. Like I actually don't mind him, but he got bumped up pretty freaking high off the two month season. And I was part of that early. I think my early rankings had him really high. And I really just, as I did my studies and everything kind of came to my senses of like, whoa, 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 whoa. 55 innings against the disgustingly awful central. Yes. There were some changes that, that give it some viability, but is he a top 20 guy? No. So I promptly moved him down, and now I've got him 
way below. He's 29th overall pitcher, and uh, the closest reliever there is Edwin Diaz and Rysel Iglesias. That's, what, five guys? So he's about 25th um, among starting pitchers. So um, right at the cusp of the of the border that we had there. But I just think it's too high for police. Like, I actually have my boy Aaron Savali ahead of him, I'm, and I, I, I'm – Easily do it. I think a few weeks ago that was like a hot take, and now it's everybody's take. Um, Good. So, Savali's so been moving up. Plesak's been moving down. I don't have a problem with that. I do like Plesak, but I'm also very concerned by, like, you know, just like, like I think he said this on Tuesday, like, his margin for error, you know, relying so much on that command is really, really small. And what we've seen so far in spring is he hasn't had it a whole lot. He had mm-hmm. gave up four home runs to the Giants in his last outing. That was his issue last year, too, insofar and, as he had one, which he yep. didn't really, but 1.3 homers per nine. Yeah, so, I mean, he is, let's see, and I'm bringing up his spring stats uh, to kind of give exact information, but for some reason I am just, oh, there he is. So he has... Let's see. He's got a 70 RA, um, 14 earned runs in uh, uh, in 18 innings pitched. The strikeouts have been Ks there. and walks. Okay. Yeah. The, the, I mean, only four walks, um, 17 strikeouts. So we're, we're talking about, you know, like I think the strikeout gains from last year are legit. I do think he is going to um, – it's not going to be an elite walk rate like we saw last year, but I think it's going to be uh, – Pretty decent. Like I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, Plesac. You know, he showed some control. Mm-hmm. Command has been his issue. I think he mm-hmm. can hit the zone, but yes. command is being able to hit the zone where you want. Seven mm-hmm. homers. Tristan He's McKenzie. He's not has seven, an elite way, command too. guy. Um, no. And you know, like in the same way, like you know, there's been a lot of the you know the the lazy comps to Shane Bieber because they're on the same team and you know they work with the same pitching uh, you know uh, coaches and mediocre stuff. fastball yeah. yeah yeah like I think that's, I think, those I, think it's, I think it's kind of a lazy comp because he does not have elite command within the zone um, nope. and that's why it gives up the homers the way that Bieber does not give up the homers so and Bieber started with some issues that were like mm-hmm. command versus control and he promptly fixed them and became an absolute monster can now, Plesak take that role? What Maybe, I th- but what he's I think, also a meathead. What I think Plesak can do that very few other pitchers, starting pitchers in baseball can do this year is rack up a lot of innings inside of starts. We saw him do it uh, last year. Oh, yeah, they're not year. afraid to push him. Yeah, I mean, he did not have an outing that didn't go at least six innings. He just didn't have one in, in last year, and in that in a season where everybody was limiting people, um, you know, and that includes a five earned run outing against Minnesota, where he allowed all of those by the fourth, and they trusted him to keep going. After the fourth, he threw three one hit innings um, to to get to to get through seven there. Like he was being trusted, Plesac was as one of those guys that is a workhorse, and that is huge. You're right. So even if the K gains dip a little, volume can offset it. It's a matter of can he get those homers in check or is he going to track – is he going to be one of those guys that has like a high ERA but a decent whip, like a 410 ERA but like a 118 whip because he doesn't walk guys but he gives up too many damn homers? That's kind of what I see from Plesak with a decent K rate. So you know what that is? That's um, Joe Musgrove 
of of recent years. Barrios is another good call out. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think he's kind of like I think he is very much Jose Barrios esque in the idea that we know that there's more upside there in that arm, and we saw it yeah. last year. Um, but at worst, I think he is like a low four ZRA guy with a crap ton of innings. Um, and because mm-hmm. that strikeout rate, I think, is somewhat believable um, from last year. Maybe not. Maybe he's not like exactly, you know, a strikeout in inning, but, you know, closer to like eight and a half or something like that. Because he's going to rack up so many innings, I think he's going to have a fair amount of value. So I actually don't mind the price. Okay. Um, That's fair. I don't like, I've seen him go super, super early in drafts. Like he's gone 47th in a main event. That is insane. Like he's got one of the widest range um, of guys, not he has counting Zach Gallen, Please, who got yeah, injured. Yeah, Zach right? has his proponents that adore. a guy we really like in the industry and respect in the industry, you know, and Dave McDonald is uh, um, a huge proponent of his. Um, I should hire that guy. I like him. You should hire him. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of foreshadowing right there. Uh, so, but that being said, like. If if I'm at pick around pick 100 and he's still on the board, I'm probably going to jump on it because I do think at worst he's going to deliver one of the scarcer commodities and that is innings per start. So might you say that the hate has gone too far? Okay, that's that's completely fair because it has been a little bit of a hate fest. It's kind of become niche or not niche. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, chic to hate on him. Yeah, trendy to hate on Plesak right now after the love fest in the early part of draft season. Uh, let's go to relievers. I changed my guy. It was Nick Anderson, but that doesn't look you know like a real fade or anything now with the health. Oh, I, I, I was... didn't talk about who I'm fading at pitcher because oh got yeah, so hello, I'm a dumbass. Uh, you go, uh, Trevor Bauer. I'm just not going to take him in the first round. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's I'm, where he's going. And now. it has nothing to do, I mean, with this whole, like, they're going to crack down on this high spin rate, guys, because I think oh, that's yeah, I can't. Talk silly. Talk about that, by the way. Dude, that, that hurts everybody, though, right? You're not targeting anybody specifically that that's going to No, hurt. and, I mean, let's be honest. Like, Major League Baseball loves to t- talk out both sides of their mouth. Like, they know that this stuff has been happening forever, um, they do not want uh, these guys to not be able to control their 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. Um, like, just stop it. Like, you, like this is total, like, you know, coach speak, you know, where it's like, oh, we believe in this guy. Well, it's the opposite. It's like, oh, we're going to crack down. No, you're not. You're just not going to do it. Like, you're just saying you will. But, like, wh- are they really going to suspend a guy because his spin rate went up? Like that is like well, the worst possible way of like, like trying to track this stuff. Like, well, it, it couldn't be just that. It would have to also have like a dirty ball or like that'd be wild if they're like, well, your spin rate's too high. Like, Jose Barrios' well. spin rates up. Like, are you gonna say yeah. like you're suspended for a week? No. Like, how insane would that be? Like, this is gonna be what this is. Is it's a fire at guys like Trevor Bauer um, to say like. Hey, don't talk about this. We know you all do it. Stop yeah. talking about it. Like, um, I'd like to see something done about it because it would actually cut in the strikeouts. I, I mean, I, I want, I want their pitchers to be able to command stuff and not hit guys. So, like, I, I that, don't care. Th- like, they've gone way beyond. For that, sure, though. yeah. They've gone way, way beyond that. That's like, that's the classic. They give an inch, take a mile. 
and they've taken like five miles. Yeah. So that's I just think they the want people there. to stop being blatant about it. But that being said, sure. I'm still out on Bauer. I just don't trust him mm-hmm. um in terms of like not tinkering with stuff. Uh like everybody loves the upside. We saw it last year, but were we just forgetting about the like totality of his career with the downsides because we've seen this upside before and then we saw the next season oh i know like it's so like i don't understand like people being like well he's safer than you darvish how in what way is he safer than you darvish like i just i just don't absolutely i just do not understand it yeah it doesn't make any sense i don't get it like um, and I, I'm sure like some people are like looking at my ranks and like, you don't have Trevor Bauer in your top 10 starting pitchers. Um, and they're like, well, you're just trying to like be different. No, I'm not. Like I, I just, I trust all I don't the rank guys. anything to be di- like, I just, no, I just I don't care. Like, you know, yeah. um, I, I just trust Clayton Kershaw more than him and Max Scherzer more than him and Aaron Nola and, and Brendan right. Woodruff. And like, I just trust those guys more. We had that talk. Um, two years ago, I think, about ranking based on how we draft versus yeah. how everyone else is ranking or how ADP is going. And I don't want to be caught in that. And so I put guys where I want and not uh, not mess around, you know? Mm-hmm. So, all right. Moving on to catchers. You have an interesting fade here. No, we, we no, didn't. Relievers, 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 relievers. Yeah, relievers. yeah. Uh, we can, I mean, we can go through this one quickly. We've both. Yeah. Craig Kimbrell. I'm not disparaged these guys. Yeah. And, uh, Um, yours is James. We don't even know if he's the closer and he went in the fourth round of my main, like, like what is happening with him? Um, unlike, don't get me wrong. The guy who took him in my main, like made a lot of mistakes and has no shot. Um, like he, 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 yeah, he took all three Tommy John returnee guys and only took, 11 pitchers, so... Took he, Wander Franco, like, it was... Well, and Alex Kirilov, who's now been sent down. Like, it was really bad. So, hey, you got that one. Yeah, so... Um, Kirilov wouldn't be up. Yeah. Didn't get a deal. The Twins don't care about money. So, like, I, I like Krinchek's skills, um, and there's more talk now that it might be Nick Whitgren, who I love, yeah. because I've got him everywhere. So, uh, yeah, just, I'm, I'm fading, I'm fading Krinchek. Yeah, it's just too expensive to to do another yeah. Nick Anderson type of deal. And like I said, I had Nick Anderson there, but it, that seemed a which is too like obvious. the perfect comp. Like okay, like James Karinchek could be Nick Anderson, which means he could be elite without the saves. Exactly, exactly. All right, catcher time. Um, this one for me is kind of obvious because of the news that we got recently. So I apologize for not kind of getting cute with it. In fairness, though, I was fading this guy before that too. It's Will Smith for the Dodgers. Um, and now we're hearing about potentially 90 games. Now, I want to be clear that 90 games doesn't mean that he can't be very good still. Now, I will give you a high-end outlier of what can be done in that, and that'd be Mitch Garver. He had 93 games the year he had 31 homers. Now, that is extreme. That took a 357 ISO. I'm not saying Will Smith's going to do that. But I don't rule out 20-something. Like, In fact, he's played 91 career games. 23, 67, uh, 53 runs and a 268 average. That's fine. And like, let's let's clarify this too. And I don't know if this was you I was talking about it with, or somebody else on a different podcast recently. But it's 90 starts. 
It's not yeah. 90 games played. Okay, that's a great call out. Yeah, because he'll come into games. He's going to come into games and replace Austin Barnes when... And you know, infield, too. He yeah. He can turn her off his feet and play some third. Yeah, and he's, I believe, played second before. And there mm-hmm. will be games where there's a DH because they're playing against American League. Oh, no, that's Barnes that's played second. Sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, so, But either way, like, they're not going to leave his bat on the bench. Oh, he played second in the minors. Sorry, another oh. correction. You were correct. It's so, just been minors, yeah, though. They're but yeah, not, they're not, not going right. to leave you're his right. bat on the bench. So, like, if you're projecting, you know, oh, 90 games played, you're wrong. He's going to play, like, 120. Now, he may That's only get ball. one or two at-bats in those, you know, other 30 games. Um, but I think he's, he's going to be fine. And if people start really pushing him down um, in drafts, uh, I think that's going to end up being a mistake. I took him in the Raz Slam League because there is a catch, like you know, elite catcher premium. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, I'm fading all catchers. That was your fade, yeah, all, literally all catchers. So talk yeah. to us about that. And you're just I, I like Jay Romuto, and I think that you do get a huge advantage from him. And I actually like Sal Perez a lot, but I'm just not paying the price very often for those guys. And sure. if I'm not getting one of those guys, unless somebody drops a huge amount in a draft. Uh, and we've seen it a little bit. Um, you know, guys like Gary Sanchez draft, uh, dropping outside of like the top 170. Um, you know, James McCann dropping outside of the top 220. Things like that. Okay, then I'll take the gamble and stuff. But like, I just don't see like huge differences between a lot of the guys in the top 10 versus the guys 11 through 20. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, you get such a huge discount. Like, I'm going to shop in the pool of guys going outside of the top to 20, right? So mm-hmm. the Garvers, the uh, the Austin Nolas, the Wilson Ramos, the Poseys, the Carson Kellys. Like, I'll get two of those guys, whatever, because it, it doesn't really matter. Um, and I'm going to save those higher up draft picks for positions where it does matter quite a bit. Yep. I think with it's got to be for me. If I took Real Muto, maybe I, I could I could see that. I'm not, but I could see that. Otherwise, I might take a Grandal, uh, who I do love. He just crushes. Other than that, I'm getting in that same tier you are. Uh, you know, Ramos. I can I can play Homer and maybe get some batting average out of him. He's he's hit second in average with a 288 since 2018 among catchers. Um, he has slowed down a little bit. I think it'll eat into some of his singles, you know, that might have uh, that might have gone for singles that might be, you know, have a deep uh, shifted guy that throws him out. But I, th- I think he'll be fine, like a 265 average with a little bit of punch. Um, Omar Narvaez, there's no way he's that bad. There's no way. Fake player Tom Murphy, you know, he hit, he hit 18 homers last year, dude, and there's like no tax for it. In, in okay? 2019. 2019, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, not last year. 18 last year would have been freaking nuts for a catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, another guy, like, how far are you moving down Varsho since he got sent down, by the way? I'm not drafting. I, I moved him to 26. He's off the board. I, I took him in a league. I took a shot in a league. Yeah, got he'll be burnt. outside of my top 30. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a no-go for me now. Um, all right, well, that's going to that's gonna do it. There are a little bit of fades, you know. It's easy to talk about players you like. Sometimes it's a little bit more difficult, but worthy of talking about some of the guys that we're not in on and why to maybe enlighten some folks on, uh, on the situation there. But, uh, Justin, last draft weekend here. Any final thoughts for the folks out there? 
No, just stay on top of the news. Like, just, you know, yes. the last thing you should do before you enter your draft room um, is check out the news, and then, especially in your first 10 to 20 rounds, make sure before you hit yet click on a player... You I was going to say, you do have the check, pick. yeah, yeah, before you even pick. Just like, hey, oh, let me just check this guy. Oh, wow. Send, oh, what? Yeah. Ankle? What? There's, no, what? there's nothing happen? worse than drafting a drafting a guy and then like everybody in your draft room snickers like it's like because they're like yeah like oh yeah he just got hit by a pitch an hour ago and it you know looks like a broken wrist like so like just just stay on top of the news like you you've done your prep work or we've helped you do your prep work other people in the industry have helped you do your prep work you're ready to go you've got your draft sheets you're all prepared right just make sure you're staying on top of the news so you don't miss something so in B Paul Sport two, I took uh, Gallon and Varsho. So I hate the Diamondbacks. Oh well, so that is of course you beat Paul Sport two. <laughs> that is a guaranteed win against Paul Sport. Yeah, at two. least you're not do- like some people who do the beat leagues are like, hey, if you beat me, I'll give every person who finishes ahead of me this prize because like yeah, see, I, I don't have anything worth offering. No, I don't. You I don't can give know. them Maybe a snarky I, you know comment what? about how they beat you. I could give them a sub to my YouTube channel or my Twitch channel if they're uh, if they want that. How about that? It's five dollars <laughs> basically. All right, Justin, great speaking with you. Good luck this weekend. Can't wait to do battle on Saturday, and have a great weekend. Take it easy.